Hi, I'm Sade. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 144 of Shades of Brown. Uh, this week, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, we got all the, we got a classic, a classic Shades of Brown episode, right? This is a classic. Uh, we got, we got video games, uh, specifically a new, new console. Uh, and also we got, we got an Apple event to talk about. So we're going to start. Well, actually, first, I want to make everyone cringe. All right. So you could say we're currently in tech timber. I, I'll just say this is the last episode of Shit Supreme, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's bad. That's, that sounds like a tech blogger. Uh, that sounds like a, a mobile nations tech blogger specifically. Uh, Reading mobile accomplishments. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's move on. Let's, let's get started. Uh, so we have, um, we have pricing finally for, for Sony's, uh, new console this year, this generation, the, uh, PlayStation 5 and the PlayStation, well, I mean, the PlayStation 5 with its two different, uh, editions, the digital edition and, uh, and, are they just calling it the other one just like the standard edition? Is that what's happening? Yeah, it's it's just PlayStation Five. So hey, at least Sony is not like Microsoft, right? Because you know if Microsoft did something like this, it'd be PlayStation Five Digital Edition with with content experiences provided over TCIP, a, pro, a packet protocol initiated in the 1980s, and the other one would be PlayStation Five with optical disc drive with laser beams that spin around on a on a oh dolly. My God, PlayStation I, Five <laughs> Ultimate Edition, PlayStation uh, Five <laughs> Ultimate Edition Series 27. <laughs> so uh so we have we have the two obviously we knew these uh were there were two of them we did i mean this that that is not new but what is new is that they have announced the pricing uh globally uh so i'm gonna start with the uh the standard uh the the, the, the ps5 which is the one with the disc drive uh so from now on i'm gonna like refer to the one without the disc drive as just the digital edition just so people are clear what i'm talking about uh so the standard one uh so it is us dollars 499 so 500 let's just say it's 500 500 us dollars uh 500 euros 450 british pounds and 49,980 yen uh and so that's that's the price for for the one with the disk drive and now for the one for the digital edition uh it's 400 us dollars 400 euros 360 british pounds and 39980 yen so was this expected i think this i think we expected the prices to be a little higher right especially for the digital edition uh, they, I think everybody's talking about how uh, Sony is taking uh, a bit of a hit on the on the digital edition. Uh, like it's a full hundred dollars lower than the uh, PlayStation Five, right? Uh, the the one with the disc. So, so what do you think? What what do you, what are your thoughts on this pricing like structure uh, so far? Well, well, I mean, the truth be told, with as much as as much as um. I think, especially with gamers, there's always. I feel like one of these days I'm going to throw out my voice doing that, that voice doing that. But but it all seriousness, I, I think like while people online and stuff like you know like teenagers who have nothing to do and um, don't want to go on 4chan anymore because it's a little too extreme for them, they just fight in Twitter threads about like video game consoles, right? 
like outside outside of like all that petty bullshit like i i feel like at this point where you're really stuck on gaming systems is honestly like on your backlog right like as much as as much as i want to be like oh yeah this pricing's nice like does it actually matter how many people are going to switch right especially considering that if you have digital libraries right they will move forward and we'll talk about that a little bit more because there are some kind of uh, it, it was a little weird with that, but basically, right? If you have an Xbox and you have like 360 games and you have Xbox One games and you have original Xbox games, especially if they're digital licenses, right? Like, I don't think it matters. However much Sony prices it, you're not going to buy a PS5, right? If you already if you already entrenched or locked in, right? As we as use more on like the tech side of it than the gaming side of it, and ditto for this. Um, if you have a bunch of physical PS4 games and you want to still play them, you have to spend 500 or keep your PS4, right? Like those are really your only options. And I, I'm while I am glad that we didn't go above 500, because truth be told, I think 500 is the ceiling of what any of us would expect to be reasonable. Especially because if you say like, let's say for example, right? Sony said, fuck it, mask off PS5, regular editions like 700. At that point, I think all of us are very, well, very damn well be like, well, just build a PC, right? Like you can't go above a certain point before low spec PCs start to become viable options. And so I think they kept it in good pricing. I think the digital edition is pretty um, well, well priced in the US, in the US, because we, we take consideration that uh, Canadian pricing, Euro pricing, not not that great. Three ninety nine US to like four, to five hundred Canadian is not a great conversion. Uh, five hundred, um, and so like the, so the 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 disc drive one will be like six hundred uh, Canadian dollars. I would expect for five hundred. 600 650 and i mean even if the even if the canadian dollar is weak that's still not an even conversion right there's still that's still not great pricing yeah it's uh i'm not clear on what uh i haven't checked any any canadian retailers if they are doing pre-orders uh pre-orders were available uh as a day after right uh for like 10 minutes (laughs) 10 minutes and these are specifically like the launch schedule uh november 12th in um u.s Japan, Canada, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, and South Korea, and November nineteenth for the rest of the world. Uh, so we're still a, like a month or so away, right, from this, like from these actually being in people's hands. Uh, Although Sony did confirm though, so about some of the backwards compat stuff, they finally just outright said it. Yeah, you can play the old games on the PS um, PS five, but. It, they didn't like really they still aren't saying specifically like if they're doing enhancement stuff because um as put in a beautiful Dieter bone tweet that i would like to read i would like to i said it to you i'd like to read this tweet let me see i'm just checking our our history where's the tweet where's the tweet where's where's the tweet where's the tweet where, actually where's the fucking tweet <laughs> jesus where, there's too many tweets in our fucking conversation thread uh, i'm gonna keep stalling and i'm probably oh here we go okay <clears throat> If I if I could do a better Jim Sterling impression, I'd be using my commentocracy voice right now. But please just imagine I'm reading that in that voice. Xbox Series S doesn't run Xbox One X versions, but instead runs Xbox One S versions. But the Xbox Series S can double the Xbox One S frame rate. So the Xbox Series S is sort of like the two Xbox One S's, but not really parallel, which is why it's a Xbox Series X instead of an Xbox One 2S. <sighs> Microsoft, but basically the the point of that that hor- that horribly worded brand tweet is the Xbox Series S will run enhanced versions of 
backwards compat games, even if they're base games, like if they've upgraded on the developer side, it will still go ahead and have better texture filtering, forced anti-aliasing, and nicer things. Whereas Sony hasn't said much about the PS5. So we can assume because it's better silicon, they'll run smoother, but not if there's any sort of other upscaling or anything right. else there happening. Was, uh, there was a... There was a new service they announced, right? Like uh, uh, the PS, the PSS Plus collection, I think. Yeah, the collection, which is a collection of uh, first party Sony title, like first party uh, PS4 titles, like God of War and like, uh, like what else? Like God of War. Uh, I imagine I, I don't remember the other ones. God of War was the only one I remember for some Horizon Zero Dawn. It's Horizon Zero Dawn, Spider Man, maybe. Yeah, um, so like a Game Pass service style, but just only for older games, basically. Mm. So let's talk about launch titles. <laughs> uh, so there are f- uh, one, two, three, six. Uh, well, not six actually, just five launch titles actually. Uh, there is a game called Astro's Playroom by uh, Japan Studio. It's going to be pre-installed on the PS5. Uh, there is Demon's Souls, uh, as we all know. Uh, that's a classic. Uh, it's a re- like I guess a re uh, remake, I guess, or a remaster of the original Demon's Souls, done by uh, Blue Point Games and Japan Studio. Uh, Destruction All Stars. Uh, this sounds familiar, but I don't know what it is. Like, is that a racing game? Like a battle royale racing game? Uh, yeah, that reminds me of like PlayStation All Stars, but I know they're not the same thing. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Lucid, developed by Lucid Games and Xdev. Uh, Marvel Spider Man Miles Morales, which I should mention is an is not a full game, right? But it, it includes is, though it includes the remastered version of it includes Spider-Man. the remastered version of the original uh, of the of the PS4 game. But this, the Miles Morales, is also coming to PS4. Uh, and the last uh, launch title is Sackboy: A Big Adventure, uh, developed by Sumo Digital. Uh, so you know. Not not a very uh, well. We I, we need to also mention the fact too. Look at those prices; those are all seventy. Yeah, I'm, I was about to get to that. Like uh, some of these, like for example, uh, Demon Souls, uh, sixty nine ninety nine. So it's seventy dollars US dollars. Destruction All Stars is also seventy dollars. Uh, Sag Sagboy is actually sixty dollars still. I would imagine because it's not a. It's not a triple A title or whatever the fuck. Well, no, no, no. Sackboy's is is cheaper because you're trying to get in the bag. <sighs> oh, <Lord. laughs> Marvel! Marvel Spider Man is actually fifty dollars because I guess they didn't want to like push their luck with a sixty dollar or seventy dollar title for that one. Um, so that one is fifty dollars. But if this is a trend. Then we are we expect to see AAA titles be pumped up be be seventy US dollars, which would mean there are ninety Canadian dollars. You know, I have a hot take real quick. I have a feeling that Sony priced that digital edition so low because we we should also I think we never mentioned the fact that it totally is not a hundred dollars for a disc drive. Like just to put that out there, a Blu-ray drive is not a hundred dollars on the bill of materials, but. Part of me feels at like they, this is a conspiracy theory, right? Like I don't have any proof on this, but I imagine they factored in a strategic strategy of strategicness to bump up the prices of all next gen games to compensate for the hit they're going to take on, on the machine. Uh, yeah, 
I mean, yeah. I mean, also the uh, the thing with the digital edition means that they get a cut of every game sold, and thirty percent of seventy dollars is going to be more than thirty percent of sixty dollars, right? Like it's that's the play they're going for is that they are going to lock down sales to their digital platform to their store. And that means they will make as much money as they possibly can uh, of these games. Uh, so that's the play here. Like I'm not, I'm not even like I'm not even surprised they bumped up the like the pricing here. Like I, my question here is: Are retailers like GameStop and Best Buy and Walmart gonna be selling these at seventy dollars as well? Of course, because they'll be selling digital cards. Because no one's gonna buy the PS5 of a disc drive, like straight up. See, if, if Sony was smart here, if Microsoft also, like, a play to do, and honestly, I would, real talk, I'd probably do it. If they're like, hey, pals, mail us your old disc and pay, like, one price, we'll give you digital codes for them. Like, I'm surprised none of them have offered it some kind of service like that yet for it. Like, I mean, I, I would, I as much as, I mean, I'm not buying a new console with a disc drive in it. Like, I don't want to spend $500 on a video game console again after the Xbox One S. Let me, let me. Also, I think I should mention too, side, sidebars and sidebars. But hi, friends. I'm someone who has spent $500 on a console before, the Xbox One X. Well, not to be confused with the Xbox One S that plays Xbox One S games, but enhanced. Unlike the Xbox One X that plays Xbox One games, but enhanced specifically for Xbox One X. Outside of that. Uh, <laughs> but it's like, the thing about spending 500 on a video game console is that you kind of realize, you know, y- you ever like... You ever you ever like spend like two grand on a graphics card and then have Nvidia next year just completely decimated <laughs> or something that's one for the price? Let's, let's, be, right? let's be clear. Let's be clear. Okay, the twenty <laughs> when I bought this twenty eighty Ti in December of twenty eighteen, <laughs> it's now twenty twenty. It's two years. I am not. I'm not mad about the fact that Nvidia finally but, decided to up their game. But but um, but the point I'm trying to make. I'm not. I'm, I'm a trying to throw shade at you because I think it's funny. Two thousand dollars <laughs> a little more than five hundred dollars. I would say a little but, more. I think. <laughs> but the, the the point I'm trying to make is, it's there's like a sliding. It's not. It's not. You have a curve of value for dollar, right? When it comes to like honestly computers computers in general like not even like video game consoles and like once you get past for video game consoles 300 400 dollars and you go up you it 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 basically curves it starts flatlining or like vertically shooting up in terms of just price and not moving that further to the right of this chart in value i'm gonna do a really shitty photoshop version of this and put it in the show chapter no you're right you you are uh like like it's like you don't get the uh, what's what's the word for it? It's a term. There's a term for it where you, when you spend more money, you don't actually get more things. It's just like like the value, like, like return on investment, right? Basically, yeah, like the uh, yeah, the return of investment, and also like it's just about prestige or like uh, like some sort of halo pricing, right? Right. Like it's not about like having a better featured product, like especially that in the case of a console. In this case, in the in the PS5, you just you're just paying for the for the trip for this this drive i mean it uh, there is no okay there's no drip okay the ps5 is fucking ugly there is no drip this is not fashionable uh well, another <laughs> point too on this right is let's let, let's extrapolate this this tangent a little further right you're not just buying a console if you're buying a ps5 friends you have to you're buying new controllers you're buying that you're buying that specific wireless headset right for the 3d audio yep and you also 
have to buy another PCI Gen 4 NVMe drive. So let's be real. Let's be real. If you're like trying to go all in for the PS5, you're going to PC money if you're buying the disk drive one, right? You are in just buy a computer money. And to Sony's Sidrin, Sidrin, Cadrin, I don't know the fuck you pronounce that name. Sugarin, yeah. But they are, they're bringing all their exclusives to PC anyways. So like, and this is for the, this is for the Xbox side too, honestly. Like, I'm not just saying just for the Sony side, but like, if you're going to buy the $500 one and you're also going to buy accessories with it at launch. But, but the thing with my, the thing with the Microsoft, is that they are they know that play they're making that play specifically with direction right like they're making the play where these titles are going to be cross platform and they don't care which platform you buy it on as as long as you're buying the game or or games pass or x cloud or or the all access thing right like they don't they don't care how you how you're giving like what service you're giving the men the money through as long as you're doing it right like like that's the that's the Microsoft play right like that's they are they are intentionally doing that right like they they don't like they don't really care that the I mean the the Xbox Series X is like five hundred dollars and is like their Halo console like like their like Halo product right like it's like just there so that the Xbox fans, the hardcore ones who really want to buy an expensive $500, like a $500, uh, the high end Xbox, like they can do that. No, and exactly. For the rest it's, of us, it's like the Mac Pro, right? It's like the Mac Pro in that no one should really buy it, but if you really fuck with it, the vision, you can buy it and they'll be happy to sell it to you. But really, it's just there so they can say, oh, by the way, we, it, it makes the $300 one, right? Look so much better compared mm, yeah. to the 500. Yeah. 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 The price leading is, is, uh, whatever the, whatever the marketing term for it is, uh, the price fix, not fixing. It's like, uh, where you set us high price. So the I mean, I would argue looks- concerning these digital stores are probably some kind of price fixing going on. I mean, let's, yeah. <laughs> So, so there are the accessories that you mentioned. Those there's the controller, uh, and a standalone controller uh, costs seventy dollars uh, US. Uh, there is the Pulse 3D TM <laughs> wireless headset with 3D audio support and dual noise canceling microphones, which is hundred US dollars. Uh, and I, we, I just want to mention as well. I don't know if any of y'all have ever used like headsets with the with a P, with a sony controller or like bluetooth anything with a, with a ps4 actually i don't know ps4 if you do bluetooth headsets but i know you can plug it into the controller right but i don't trust i don't trust sony consoles that have good audio quality i also don't trust microsoft consoles right to have good audio quality but i would not i would not buy a hundred dollar pair of headphones just for a video game console that is like proprietary I to mean, that console if you're if you're spending them five hundred dollars what's another hundred buy a pc now? at that point you know you could do if you okay if, if you're actually going to end up spending like eight hundred dollars on your ps5 right with like two sixty seventy dollar games just get a get a twenty seventy get like a get but build yourself a little pc no just just, you just know, get a 3070 you, just once they're in stock just get a 3070 and it's you gotta fine. realize if i'm telling you to build a pc you fucked up <laughs> if i'm telling you to build a computer you fucked up because i hate computers oh they're garbage <laughs> so there is the age there's the hd camera that you can buy for 60 dollars. what is that for what do you do with the PSVR maybe I don't fucking know. Uh, yeah that's what I was wondering like is that for VR is that the PSVR thing I, like I, I what else oh my god that's another that? thing right that's another good goddamn accessory you got to buy the new VR headset whenever that comes out mm, right the new PSVR thing whatever that and, and there's a media remote which I will admit is a very if it's a nice looking remote to be honest uh, it's a thirty dollar media hey, here's remote. your reminder we we did also remind you that um on the Xbox side 
you could just use your existing media remote and everything else and it'll work fine. Connect won't, but I mean, no one wants to, who the fuck no is one, connect? No one cares about connect. Yeah. <laughs> but like you can, <laughs> see the thing is with the PS5, right? You can technically connect the PS4 controller to it, but it will not work in PS5 games. Even like, which is, it's so, I like, I get it. The PS5 has like, it has, they basically have the taptic engine from an iPhone and put it in a controller. Great. Guess what? Vibrations are not a core input method to a game, and if the control layout's the same and the buttons are the same, I feel like you should be able to use it between systems. Yeah, yeah, no, they just want to sell hardware, bro. I mean, that's the thing with these controllers is that these controllers are priced. These are pure profit. Like these are like seventy dollars. Like that's just profit. Like that's just that's how they're making a profit. Like you buy these control accessories, how they are making these profit, right? Like they they just want to sell the games. They want to sell the accessories. Like that's the, that's how they. No, I get it, but it, it's weird. It's weird because like Sony is literally just selling a box, and I and I feel like me and you just like aren't down with that strategy, even though in theory we probably should be. But no, like, it's I'm like, just they're, not they're down just... in twenty twenty. It's because um. I mean, 2020 has changed a lot, but for specific for me, like from electronics purchasing perspective, I'm like, I'm a lot more, uh, like measured, uh, when it comes to like, when I'm looking at this pricing, I'm like, nothing about this is appealing. Like, you have like, like a, a one monitor, you got a photo of the pricing sheet that we have in our show notes. And on the, and then right behind it, is this the Nintendo Switch all dusty as fuck staring at you? Yep. <laughs> it's, it's right behind. I can, I can, I, I can barely see like the left, left Joy-Con on, on the, my left cone of vision. And it's, you know, it's, yo, it's not yo, great. Yo, fan fiction time, fan fiction time. All right. <clears throat> so the left Joy-Con is sitting there on the dusty switch while you're talking to the podcast, Mike. But the the analog sticks are just drifting slowly towards you in shame. <laughs> you can find oh them on my, my Wattpad, wattpad.me slash shows. Fine. I don't even know if that's the URL. If it isn't, um, I'll, I'll, I'll make one later. But I think we're shitposting enough about this. Any last thoughts then before we hop into uh, the next I, I, I think unless unless you are one, unless you, ha- you want to play PS5 exclusives exclusively, uh, do not get this. That's my opinion. Uh, in, in, in IMO is, uh, not a good, not a good purchase. Uh, even at the, even in the digital edition, uh, just go buy a Xbox Series S or build a PC you, or build a PC. I, I mean, I will always just build a PC, but I know not everybody wants the hassle or whatever the fuck of dealing with a PC and using Windows or whatever, you know, I understand that. I respect it. Uh, so if you, if you don't want to deal with Windows, you know, buy, uh, actually just a specialized Windows PC, which is a Xbox Series S. Uh, it's, it's fine. You'll, you'll have a better time. It's going to be cheaper. You're going to save money. And don't, and if you don't care about the PS5 exclusives, oh man. Uh, or if you do, or if you do, just want to say, and I mean, once again, bingo card, I'm about to talk about game streaming. Every Sony game that has come out on PC can be ran on GeForce now. And granted, Death Stranding and Horizon Zero Dawn do not require like millisecond input latency. And they also run at 30 frames a second anyway on console. So it's not like you have low input latency to begin with, but you can just play them that way. Yeah. Um, so je- there is, and, and, and the launch uh, lineup is especially pretty piss poor, if I do say so myself. Uh, there is, there is no like Uncharted or there is no, uh, Horizon Zero. There's no new Horizon Zero Dawn game of this. There's no, I, I really thought they would have launched Ghost of Tsushima with the PS5. 
I feel oh, like right. that there's not even a PS5 version out, right? Of, of, of Ghost of Tsushima, like that's like what what is what what's up with that? Like I don't know. Uh, like I would have expected a PS5 version of the uh, Ghost of Tsushima thing to be like a launch title, uh, but apparently not. So this launch title launch lineup is pretty piss poor. If you want to get this, like if you really want to play PS5 exclusive that you have in mind, just just don't just. Don't pre-order. Just, just, just wait till next year or in a couple of years when more of these games are actually released and you know what how what the quality is. Like then, yeah. Get yeah. A- or like if anything, like we we're saying, right? If you if you have like hundreds of games on your PS4, like th- that's obviously a different situation because if you switch platforms, you're rebuying your library. So I get that, right? right? I get yeah. that. That's that's the like if you are if you want to stay with the Sony ecosystem, like you you have made the investments on PSN and like you buy your games through there firstly I mean, we I apologize a- that your active gaming network is psn our condolences uh, I, my, my condolences i'm sorry you have to use psn when xbox uh live exists uh so that's uh just a little console war hey li- listen at least at the end of the day we're all holding hands laughing at nintendo yeah i mean let's 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 just collectively laugh at nintendo online uh let's before but let's just uh that's the ps5 uh not a- uh, I'll just say the event itself, the showcase, uh, it was, they started with a new Final Fantasy game, which I don't want to talk about because, uh, it's Final Fantasy. But, uh, <laughs> so before we move on, actually, can we please yell about the fuck up of Demon Souls and the PC thing? Oh, please, right. Okay. Please. Um, so there were, apparently this was not in the showcase, but there was another trailer on YouTube. Uh, I believe on, I, it might have been on, on one of the PlayStation channels. Uh, that said that Demon's Souls was coming to PS5 and also to PC. And and to but quote and to quote Patrick from Waypoint, Keely fucking tweeted it. <laughs> Keely fucking tweeted it. <laughs> but Sony released a, a statement stating that no, that is incorrect. It will only be coming to the PlayStation 5. Uh so there uh so all the PC fans of uh, Souls games are are sad now. Um, so thanks. How sad so are you that you can't buy the Demon Souls remake and immediately refund it ten minutes into playing <laughs> it? <laughs> that's that's a good one. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the one who's sad, but I don't let people who are legit. Well, I know that's like their thing. But that, that's like. I mean, I, I'll just say end this with this. Exclusives fucking suck. Console exclusives fucking suck. Okay. Like it, just I just just this the this generation specifically. I don't want to. I don't want to play the exclusives game anymore. Uh, I just, I just don't like. I don't. It's. it's I'm tired of the exclusives. Uh, so let's talk about the Apple event. Speaking about expensive uh, shit, right? This is expensive <laughs> hardware. Uh, so we had a uh, 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 Apple event called uh, for 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 this for the new Apple Watch and also uh, for for the iPad. Uh, so this was just a watch and iPad event, basically, right? Uh, the the biggest thing I think the one worth talking about is uh I mean it's both of them uh, these are important but like the the Apple Watch uh Series Six uh is is the new is the new generation of uh, Apple Watch with the new S six processor right uh this is based on the on the A thirteen Bionic right like this is like a like a small yeah based off the of last it's a dual core version of the last year iPhone processor right. I, so like a lower power, like do like low power uh, version of that, and the big, uh, big health and fitness feature on this is uh, blood oxygen monitoring, right? Uh, 
there is there are new sensors uh, on their like I guess lasers maybe I don't know if they're lasers actually that's a good question. Does uh, uh, there's a new sen- there are more sensors uh, behind the watch when when, you, when it's resting on your wrist it can it can measure using like reflections through your blood vessels that like you can measure uh, uh, measure like uh, blood oxygen levels which are. Which we need to point out is similar to if you remember the if you ever been to a doctor the alligator clips they put on your finger right it's the exact same thing as those those little out alligator clips they put on like your index uh, finger when you get a checkup at the doctor oh that's same okay. thing Th- as those that. Are, I mean I should mention like we should we should mention these that Apple is not selling these or marketing these as medical grade devices for the for specifically for the blood ox meter uh, monitoring right they are specifically very because they have not gotten any sort of FDA. Uh, approval for this right this they are not launching it as a medical device yeah because right. i want to mention as well because outside of obviously like covid stuff if you're if you have asthma in theory this no one's claiming this does this right but in theory when you're having an asthma attack blood oxygen just start to drop right when you're having an asthma attack and it's like a good indicator of if one's going to be coming on obviously not using a technology watch right but like if you're being professionally monitored that is something you can use to sort of like see if you're getting an onset of like an attack right is if your oxygen drops it's one of one of the indicators rather so like that's why they're saying it's not a medical device because there are specific uses for that i mean another one's been that there are some preliminary studies right sort of saying that checking to see if covid can be if like that's an indicator of covid blood oxygen which is respiratory so some of it probably is but there's no like no one's like claiming that to be it yeah but you really need a doctor to analyze those even even if, if you think it's happening but it's like yeah like blood oxygen levels uh yeah, so Apple is really being very careful here because obviously this is like I mean it, it is in in medical territory and like that is heavily regulated. Uh, so they're, they so they don't want to like they don't want to say anything about medical viability, right? Uh, until until they can like do the testing, have get it approved by various regulatory agencies, et cetera, et cetera. So like the EKG, it's like the EKG was actually like medically approved by various like you know. Uh, yeah, that one actually has FDA clearance and all that. Yeah. Yeah, so that one is actually way more like like actually like, rely more reliable and more like like it's actually like a medical feature that they're selling as a medical feature. This is just supposed to be like a quality, like just the inform like information about your own body sort of situation, not meant to be taken as as fact, right? Like not meant to be taken as hundred percent accurate fact. Um, there is also the uh, series. What is it called? The Apple Watch SE. Right, uh, which is uh, a, a, like a l- low-priced version of the what is it? which watch is this? This is the so uh, as, as they call it on the Verge cast. It should really call it the Apple Watch SP Spare Parts <laughs> Edition. Spare Parts Edition. Because basically, they're just taking so it's based off of like the Series Four design, right? So it has the processor from a Series Five, the screen of a Series Four, because it's not always on, and it just basically it's like, what if we shave down some parts to make this cheaper? I wouldn't say it's low price because it still starts at two seventy nine. But it is it is still like a lower price. Um, I mean, it's the lowest model. price watched, right? Like no, they still the saw lowest? the series three for one hundred ninety nine. Oh, I mean, really? Like, did, like, why do they still sell the series? Two hundred dollars is a magical price for a watch, and I don't think they probably sell a fuck ton of those at two hundred dollars. Oh, I see. Okay, so that's 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 some interesting confusion going on. Uh, so the pricing wise, the the series X uh, three ninety nine. Uh, like 400 for the 400 US dollars for the GPS and Wi-Fi only version and 500 for the uh, cellular 
connectivity uh, version, right? Um, so US dollars again. Um, and the SE is like 279 and 329. Is What is the difference? The 329 is the... Sizes. Sizes. Big okay, sizes. Okay. Yeah, big and small. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, you actually ordered a Series 6 watch. Uh, so which one did you get? Uh, so... So the preface of this, now that we're talking about, ex- <laughs> well, now that we're done spending twenty minutes saying don't buy expensive shit, let me talk about how I bought some expensive shit. Yeah, so, <laughs> we're, we're gonna throw some stones when you live in glass houses. So, so let's- uh, I woke up the morning after the event, and I put a pre-order in for an Oculus Quest because I was still a little bit sleepy. And then I was thinking to myself while drinking tea, "The fuck am I doing?" Yeah, I know. As you do, yeah. as you, as you yeah. do, right? You you <laughs> contemplate your your life choices while drinking tea in the morning, and um, wow, I've become a white person. Jesus fuck. Mm, um, yeah, you really have. <laughs> bro, fuck you. <laughs> but <laughs> but, uh, but jokes aside, so the reason I actually I have been wanting to update the watch for a while or upgrade the watch rather because I do want to get a cellular one because so I I am very I'm I'm trying to not go into Apple Blogger Land, but. The watch is my favorite computer. Like, like real shit. Like, it genuinely is my favorite computer. Really? Okay. I mean, you got to elaborate on that a little bit. Like, like, why is it? Why is it your favorite computer? Because, so as I've said before, I hate computers, right? Like, my ideal computer is one that I only need to interact with it when I need to interact with it, right? If I need to do a task, like, that's the only time I actually, like, use the interface on it, right? It's like, I guess, or rather another way to describe it, because I might be a little bit vague, is like aptly, it does like a thing. I do the thing and that task is really optimized and I can do it well. And then I hop out of it and I don't have to think about the computer, right? Right. So you don't have to work you don't have to worry about maintaining or like the OS or whatever. I don't right? have to manage complexities, right? Like you have to do it on a desktop. And I mean, I know that's why some of y'all like love desktop computers and Linux and I, I don't, right? I, we've, we, we all know this. But so because of that, the watch is great. Because like I get a text message, I just hop in, reply to a text message, watch is done. I go for a workout, right? I'll go for a run, track my workout, get some information about it, and I'm done. Anything, I just hop in, I'm done. If I want to play music, pop in some AirPods, right? Tell it to play some music, and then, and it just works, and it's done, and I don't have to think about it. And I wanted to get one with cellular. Um, also, some I have a Series 3, so I wanted to get some of the... Um, the blood oxygen stuff and some of the other tracking stats it does because I do run a lot and blood oxygen is useful, at least for like telling, determining run quality, right? VO2 max and blood oxygen, both useful metrics when you are exercising. So I think that'd be nice to have also for sleeping piece of sleep tracking. Um, obviously the watch is not rated for this and I'm not saying I'm going to use the watch to do this, but as someone who has sleep apnea run in my family, if I'm getting bad nights of sleep and I also notice that my blood oxygen is kind of low when I'm sleeping in general, I'd probably be more, I'd probably realize, okay, I should probably tell my doctor to do a sleep apnea test, right? If I need, so like those sorts of things I think are useful. Once again, I'm not saying this is like a way to test for it, but in general, when you do get a sleep apnea test done, they do keep blood oxygen meters on you because that's how they'll tell if you're sleeping right if you're not getting enough oxygen if you're having if you have sleep apnea right like that's that's usually how they do it obviously it's more complex than that but so those sort of like base metrics are things that i would actually want just knowing like my own health and so that's why i wanted to upgrade to this one and i did and i did get the cellular one too just because i um phones are nice right but sometimes like i would like to go for a run without my phone because i'm getting like yeah, I'm like getting yeah, all like sweaty no, no, stuff. Like, I, I, I understand the appeal of the solo version. Like the, I, it really is actually kind of cool to have a cellular device, cellular connection on a device that small. That's actually from a technology perspective, very impressive. But uh, I, I see the use cases for for uh, for for 
for a seller sell a Apple Watch. Uh, just not personally, like I wouldn't find like it a very useful, and also I would. Have well, I mean, to, in 2020, where I don't leave my house that often, right? That really... it's a little less useful, yes. Uh, and also that I would have to switch carriers to one that has like, uh, like watch plans uh, and or rather add-ons or whatever. So yeah, that's I'm the in the cold and, hands of AT and T right now, so it's uh, not not great. I mean, if I'm already in this hell, might as well. But so yes, yeah, so I also did not get the blue one that you're a fan of. I actually got. A, I, I'm a big fan of the blue one. Yeah, the blue ones. Like, can you talk about the new loops? Right, there are uh, these like stretchy kind of stretchy loops. Right, like these are like they look super cool. They're like braided, like sort of like a sport loop. Yeah, it's a nice material. Yeah, like yarn, right? Like they, yeah, like solo. I think braided solo loop is what it's called. Uh, and I really, really like like the blue one specifically. Like I, I just. Just, I'm a big fan. Do you know what's the main reason, right, for not for for the, having the solo loop? Is always the buckle when you're typing. I don't know if you have this problem. I have this problem where if I have my watch on my desk, sometimes the buckle, right, because it's not obviously there's a little more because you have two pieces of plastic intersecting with each other. It like messes of how I type because my wrist isn't sitting flat on the desk, right? It's sort of like it's like has that buckle there. You feel like a little bit of metal. And so the solo loop doesn't have that. Oh, you know, I mean, that doesn't, I mean, that's not a problem for me, but like, I can see that. Uh, so like I, I have a series five right now. So that one was bought in September, 2019. So exactly. Basically, uh, basically like a year ago now, it's almost like a year. It was like, like I checked the Apple website. It says delivered on September 23, 2019. So we're like a year away old for this watch right now. And, and I don't see any reason to upgrade, right? Like. Really, there's not like any. Oh no, this watch is made for people like me who have like the Series Three. Yeah, this one was not. Yeah, that, for for sure, it's like the two year upgrade cycle. Like like Apple, I think always makes devices in a way like where they are optimizing for the two year upgrade cycle. Okay, so two year iPhone upgrade and two year watch upgrade, right? Like year on year upgrades make even less sense for the watch, right? Like which is fine because you don't need to buy a thing every year or every three no, years. No, no, absolutely not. No, no, that's not. Yeah, that's what I said. Like I, I'm perfectly content with this, what the Series Five is doing. It's it's performing well. The always on display is is great. You know everything's everything's going well. This battery life is fine. You know, like it's it's not like just the just the new. Uh, like braided loops itself is not enough for me to well, i mean you could get, get it for your watch too if you wanted to although the problem is that we should talk about the sizing of the new bands they announced because obviously it's a it's one there's no buckle right so there's nine sizes because you know bodies are diverse and people have different body sizes so actually i don't think it's a problem they have nine sizes because i think trying to make one that stretchy will wear out right if they try yeah, to do a universal uh, you have one. to measure it right you have to like do print this cutout thing and then measure it and then um and then, then, then order it, which is not great. To be I honest, didn't, I didn't do that. I did not want to take I, the time to print that out. Yeah, when I was that's ordering right. My watch. Did, did, did you just get the sports loop, or was it the? I got uh, the um. I got the. I got the new gay pride band with mine. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I would get the. I mean, I, I'm. A, I like the Melanie's loop. Uh, but like you know, I, I have mind. like I I so I don't like the problem is I would get a metal band if I dressed up more. I don't dress up enough right now to wear a metal band uh, of any right. of my outfits. I, I just I just like the like the texture of the Melanie's loop, like the like the sort of like metally like uh feeling to it. Like that, it's nice. But like yeah, um, uh, I wouldn't mind like the yarn based braided solo loop but yeah like it's i'm i'm not like especially to sleep in actually too i think that solo one probably be nicer to sleep in than any of the metal ones that's it is soft true. absolutely that's that's absolutely true i think the one with the the, the melanie's loop like it 
can sometimes it can get feel a little like like it's a little too metally, you know, like it's not great always. Uh, so yeah, I would, I would, I mean, I, if I, I'll have to look in what size the braided sole would be for my wrists before I order like, uh, the solo loop, uh, for mine, because I would love to actually have, uh, the solo loop for wearing it at home, right? Like, uh, for sure. No, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, here's the play. And once again, I'm, I'm now actually talking, gonna talk about the drip I make fun of. So, like I said, the, I got a silver one, not the blue one, because there's like a red and a blue one. And those are nice colors on their own. But the thing about colors on something that's always on me is I if if the watch itself is a color, I need outfits to match the color of the watch, right? That specific accessory. And so the, I think I was talking about it off stream a while or off stream. Yes, off stream. Hi, hello. Welcome to my YouTube channel. Smash that like button. No, I was talking about off pod a while back where it's like, I have like a couple of bands, different colors, different styles, just depending on what I'm doing, right? Like I have a Nike sport band that I usually wear if I'm wearing like um if I'm wearing, you know, the uh the 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 sweatpants, you know, and and I'm just bumming out. And then if like I'm dressing up a little bit more, I have like a um, the nylon one i have a couple of nylon ones and it just like depends on what you're doing is a different kind of band you wear and because it's a silver watch it goes it's it's base aluminum right base aluminum goes with anything i don't really need to there's no color combination that i can clash with with the metal color of the watch um right right that's why the blue one is a little like yeah i mean and the blue one is nice it's a very nice blue but yeah that's that's definitely a consideration is that? i mean like if you're on your hype beast train like i mean by all means right if you were supreme get that blue watch yeah yeah <laughs> i mean i i just i just like the blue like i just like blue in general and that blue is very uh very very nice uh i, I do like it i'm a fan uh so that's i mean is there anything else about the apple watch series x that's we're talking about i think like i think everything else is really about the software but we'll get to it in a minute right so we can come back to it later yeah all right so we get to the uh the i we should mention the ipad obviously that that was also uh the new ipad air that was uh announced and this is a new design it is essentially the uh the iPad Pro design, right? Like from a visual, like a design standpoint. And it has the uh, A14 chip in it. Uh, and I'm not going to lie, this thing looks really fucking good. Like I, I just, just the aesthetic of it has that iPhone 4-ish feel, right? Like, I don't know, like the rounded uh, corners that really appeal to me. I think uh, it's the entire package. So I think it is the... It is a the color options, the design of it, the fact that it has a oh, touch the blue, ID, the blue, bro, the blue. Uh, I want the blue one, but also, yeah, the touch ID on the. Uh, so they, this is the first time actually we've seen this in an Apple product. Is that the touch ID sensor is on a on a top like the power, on the power button? button? Yeah, on the power button, which which is like that's that's actually really good. Like that's really cool actually, and like I. Would love to have that on an iPhone. Actually, every Android uh, user is now laughing at us. They, they, well, yeah, they can laugh. They can keep laughing in their bad operating system. Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> who, who hurt you? Was, I would just like to say I don't co-sign that message. If you have complaints about Sadik talking shit about Android users, please send a message to at packetcat at ten forward social. I don't co-sign that. Uh, that was that was uh, I was, should clarify that was a joke. Uh, I do not actually like. I have my opinions on Android, but I don't. I think it's it's a bad OS, but uh, yeah, it's not Arch but, Linux. <laughs> um, Anyways, now, it's back now, to the iPad. <laughs> back to the iPad. So five hundred, six hundred US dollars, right? Uh, for for I guess the base base starting at six hundred US dollars for the base model. Uh, I think this is 
one hell of an iPad. Uh, which would you say though? Would you say though? Okay, because we can talk about specs more in a minute, but I, I don't want to like, I want to make sure we have enough time to have this conversation. This iPad with a keyboard with how iOS and iPad OS 14 works. What are we finally okay with saying this is an all right computer? Or are we still going to say it's like it's just kind of an iPad? Because it has USB C, right? So you can plug lots of USB C things into it, plug a mouse and keyboard into it. Do we think now? Do we do we do we say that this is a fine computer? I it's for it is it is for some people. I don't know if it is for all people. Uh, it, for certain people, this will certainly suffice as a computer that they can do basically all the computing tasks on. Uh, and especially like if you have the uh, cellular version of this, right? Like you you can you can have a really good like decent computer for a lot of a lot of different like a lot of people. Like a lot of people can use this as 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 their primary. Like they, I think they are fashioning it as a laptop replacement, right? At the price points, they are reaching laptop levels, right? Yeah, like, uh, and like maybe for like people, right, who are like say doing like d- distance learning and stuff right now. Like maybe this actually would be that bad for them, right? Like if you're just the doing camera placement, the camera placement for the front camera. Where is it at? Is it on uh, the? It's on the side. I think, or on, on, I guess if you, if it's like, if uh, it's if like it's horizontal, it's on the left mm, side, right? Mm. It is on the left side, bro. Uh, not great. Um, uh, no, not great. Not ideal, uh, for that, for, for video conferencing, because you'd have to just, you know, slightly stay to the left. So you're in the frame of the camera. Uh, not, 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 not the best. Um, you know, but, you know, but that aside, it's, no, no, I think, I do think that. For with the keyboard folio and like like the nice really really nice screen uh, with Touch ID and like it's it's a it's a solid computer for people who can do work on iPadOS. Like. Because unlike Android, it actually has apps. Um, because we could we we could, there could be an alternative version of this episode, week's episode, where we talk about the new Galaxy S Tab Seven Plus. Or oh, absolutely it's not, and that, that will <laughs> never happen. I'm not talking about Samsung tablets, um, bro. You got so, Dex. <laughs> God, Dex. But okay, God we Dex, should probably bro. talk about the processor though in this because this is the first five nanometer chip. Yes, ever, it's I the think. it. Uh, is it? Oh, Intel's still behind, right? Like Intel doesn't have any five nanometers. Ryzen's chips. on seven nanometer. Um, RTX thirty series is on eight nanometer. This is the first seven or five. five sorry, five nan- nanometer. TSMC chip. is making these, right? Are the TSMC the fab? Okay. Uh, so that's actually kind of. Like I, I'm, I'm really curious about like the power to performance ratio of these. Like, what is what is the like power savings that they're getting with that with the five nanometer uh, process? Like, um, that's the real. That's my real question. Actually, like, how good is this? At like, what's the battery life like? Like, what is the performance like? Well, so basically, they've said though they said in like performance comparisons, at least, and this is obviously coming straight from Apple and has been tested yet. But what they've basically said so far is. It's either equivalent or a little bit worse, specifically in the GPU side, than the iPad Pro. For the reason of that, while it is on a 5 nanometer process, right, it has less cores for the GPU and CPU than the iPad Pro. So even if it's like less efficient cores, right, on the Pro, there's still more. So you still get more performance there. But I mean, like, sure, the iPad Pro could do like streams of 4K video. But at the same time, no one's buying a 600 iPad to edit 4K video. So it doesn't actually matter. It, it doesn't actually matter, right? Like, the, the iPad Pro is like, it's such like a device that it has all of these resources that nothing uses the resources. Um, so the iPad A14 Bionic, right? Uh, it has a six core CPU with two high performance cores and four lower power cores, right? 
uh, and it has like better GPU performance than the previous iPad Air genera- uh, generations, right? So I have I have an iPad Air third generation. So this is the one before the generation, right? Uh, I don't know which processor that is actually. I'm not I'm not entirely sure. A ten, A eleven, maybe A twelve, maybe. Yeah, I mean, whatever it is, it's fine. But like, um, but no, I'm not really like like I don't think I used the uh, uh, iPad enough to justify upgrading it to uh, to an uh, to one of these. Uh, well, I'm telling you, here's the plate. You won't do it, of course, but there is a world in which instead of getting like a replacement, like a laptop, right? You could, in theory, just like upgrade one of these iPads and use that with a keyboard. What if? What if I just buy a uh, iPad Pro then? Like when a new iPad Pro comes out, I guess. Well, I mean, uh, you would probably like the iPad Pro better because this this has a sixty hertz, not one hundred and twenty. We should put that point that uh, out. Yeah, there's yeah. no promotion. Right? Yeah, no so promotion. you would get the you'd get the one hundred twenty hertz with the iPad Pro if you did upgrade Ooh, to that. This, that smooth scrolling, bro. I gotta I gotta have the smooth scrolling. Um, but yeah, if I'm gonna invest in a laptop class iPad or whatever the fuck, like I I would rather just buy the iPad Pro. Uh, like I, that's that's just uh, that's just my opinion. If that's that's the direction I want to go, and I would I wouldn't go with the iPad Air, even though it, I mean it's in the iPad Pro basically looks like the iPad, the new iPad Air. You know what I'm uh, sad about though? I am sad that these, the tablet and the watch, both of these, while I'm still shocked that they're managing to like outgun themselves every time they update them i mean i'm kind of sad that there are no good alternatives right like we didn't mention with the watch but like also like like real shit right like jokes aside like what if you have android you don't get a great tablet option you don't get a great smartwatch option right like lol wear os of course but at the same time lol android tablets and like hell too like even for like the open source side right like pine people haven't announced the watch yet right like you don't even have that right you have like a fitbit or like a Garmin watch if you do exercise stuff, but like there's no real good option for hey, I just want like a computer on my wrist to do that kind of stuff, right? Outside of the fitness areas. And even for the tablet side, I guess I guess I think I guess Pine has like their own like Linux tablet thing you can put KDE on. And actually I've seen the KDE tablet interface is pretty popping. But like 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 real talk though, like it is it is just kind of disappointing because I think this is a market that while me and you, I think are fine, right. With sort of the Apple style of this working, obviously not, especially with our audience. I know that most people like kind of don't fuck with that that much, which is fine. Like different strokes are from people, of course, but I just, I just am a little saddened that if someone came to me, right. And it was like, well, I don't want like a windows piece or I, if someone said, right, I want a tablet or I want to watch all I could honestly tell them knowing they'd have a great time, right? It's like that iPad Air? Hell yeah. Like if you want like an iPad, get that one, right? Like fuck the Pro, get that one. Or if you want to watch it, get like a series, like an SE or get the Series 6, right? If you can afford it, like get those and you'll be fine. But if they were like, but I use like a Pixel phone, I'd be like, uh, use Google apps on iOS, even though they're not that great. <laughs> like there's not really a great answer to that question. No, no, there is really like it's Apple's processor lead especially is just absurd at this point that the i mean i don't even need to see benchmarks right now to know that the new apple the a14 is gonna fucking dust the the uh, whatever the latest qualcomm uh, snapdragon chip is right and the thing like, is the important the important thing we're gonna need to see when these comes out right is this compared to intel processors because a14 is what the mac arm chips are gonna be based off of right so you can extrapolate whatever this performs at to an Intel processor, give it more cores, bump the clock speed up, and put active cooling on it. 
And you'll probably get the Max when they come out later this year, right? With their with own the five processors. nanometer chips, yeah. right? Um, well, Intel, it's your plan now, I guess. Um, so we'll we'll have to wait and see what Intel is. is. Insert supercut here of Intel from the Gamers Nexus video. Keep referencing the AMD chip instead of their own during that Tiger Lake presentation. <laughs> I guess we should talk about. Uh, I mean, we should. Do we need to want to talk about the bundle? Uh, is that the- well? I guess we'll just mention it real quick and hop into the software since we're already running a little bit long. Yeah. Uh, so there is a Apple One, which is an Apple subscription bundle. There are three tiers of the subscription bundle. There's individual, there is family, and there's premier. Uh, individual is fifteen dollars a month. Uh, family is twenty dollars a month, and premier is thirty dollars a month. Uh, so both of individual just means that some of the services that you get, so app, uh, music, TV, arcade, and iCloud storage are not shared, but some of them are. Like music is not shared, but like the rest are. It's very confusing, actually. Uh, family is all of the, all of the services are shared between all members of your family. So music, uh, TV plus, uh, uh, arcade and also, I guess, I think it's one terabyte, uh, of iCloud storage. Is it one terabyte? Two, two. So the, the tiers are, the tiers are 50 gigabytes, um, 200, 200 gigabytes for the family. And then Premiere gives you two terabytes. I Premiere also gives you, uh, Apple News Plus, right? Uh, and also gives you Apple, the Apple's new subscription service called Apple Fitness Plus, uh, which I think we will, I think I want like we want to leave talking about that for a later when it actually is out. When you get the watch and you have the when the service is actually available, I think it's it's a service worth talking about, but not right now. Uh, but those are the uh, subscriptions. Which I mean, if you are going to use all of these Apple services, uh, I think it's a good deal. I mean, it is a good deal. It's, uh, I mean, but, it's it's like. For me and you, maybe, but not for most people, I don't think. Like, for me, I, I'm I mean, going it's to... not a good deal for me because I don't want to use Apple. Oh, music. right. You don't use Apple. Right. I forgot. Right, right, right. You Spotify. So it's so you're probably better off just paying for storage. Yeah. 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 That's what I do. I mean, I play for a family plan for storage. Like, I think the 256 or uh, is iCloud storage plan for the shared family thing. Uh, that's That's all I do. I don't. Uh, I don't have uh, any of the other Apple subscription services, so it doesn't really make any sense. Like, if I want, yeah, if I wanted to switch to Apple Music, then maybe. But like, other than that, it's it's not really worth it. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I'm gonna have to do Premiere with it because basically, right now, I pay for Apple Music Family, two terabytes of iCloud storage, right, for uh, me and my parents, and then I also have Apple Arcade that I sometimes use, and I'm already at thirty bucks, right. Because Apple Music Family is 15, um, 10, 10 gig, 10 bucks for the two terabyte. And I mean, both those two, those aren't bad prices, right? I'm not really complaining about it because that's what everyone else charges for that amount of storage and music. But I sometimes dabble into Apple Arcade. And if I'm going to use Apple Fitness, right? If that's something I stick with, like at that point, I'm at the amount of money, right? I would be saving money then if I did the premiere. Yeah. If you did the premiere. Yep. Exactly. That's, yeah. That's, that's the thing. If you actually going to use all these services, uh, and, uh, like it is going to actually save you money if you buy the bundle. I am sad that they don't bring device warranties into this. That's what uh, I would have wanted. Yeah. Right? It's, I think they just wanted to like sort of like keep it as simple as possible. Uh, I mean, a warranty stuff actually has other legal reasons for not being included. Uh, because warranty levels are different in different locales. Uh, so, you know. Well, I mean, like, Premiere's not going to be available outside the U.S., I don't think. 
Because Apple Fitness is only coming to English-speaking countries. Oh, that's true. Right. There is also that. So it's not not great. Not 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 all of it is all of this is, is great because of regional lock lock-ins and stuff like that. Uh, so that's Apple One. Uh, let's talk about like the software releases: I, iOS and iPad OS and Watch OS. IPad, iOS fourteen and iPad OS fourteen and Watch OS seven uh, came out. This week, in a very weird way, uh, like they 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 just said it on on the event, like hey hey, uh, we're just launching this tomorrow, uh, and developers were like, wait wait wait, excuse me, like uh, wait what? Uh, please, hello, can I, can we have the SDK at least? Like where's the SDK? Uh, so I mean, the SDK also launched at the same time, right? Like Xcode twelve. GM uh, launched at the same time, and then like three hours later, they launched another build of the GM because the first <laughs> one had a bug in it. <laughs> oh my god! So and and the, and the launch of the iOS fourteen release was also weird. Like usually it launches at like one p.m. Eastern, but it got like weirdly moved or delayed or not delayed. Like it was just weird. Like it had like a longer window. It launched at like 4 p.m. EST instead, which is weird. Uh, but anyways, I, 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 iOS 14 is here and so is watchOS 7. Do we want to talk about watchOS 7? Yeah, I think we should like talk I about think- watchOS and move on to, to iOS, yeah. So watchOS 7, uh, new things, obviously there are uh, there's the sleep update. Obviously, the biggest, one of the biggest things is the sleep feature. Is uh, Apple now has sleep measure, sleep tracking rather? Uh, with, I mean, is which watches supported? Like all the all, current watches, all the watches all the, support the, sleep tracking. Yep. Obviously, the new watches right get more about oxygen when you're sleeping on the Series Six, but they all do base right. level sleep tracking. Right. Right. So that that's that's the you can you can like set the sleep schedules in the health app, but you can also like manage them. Uh, you can also take a look at them in the on the watch itself, right? It's uh, on the watch uh, version of the sleep app. Uh, I I set a sleep schedule uh, mostly to uh, I already use Sleep Plus Plus, but I also wanted to set a sleep schedule to have like the uh, what is the like wind down thing, right? Like where like like forty five minutes earlier, it just like like puts the screen to like a. Like I guess it like changes the wallpaper or whatever, and like, not yeah, the it also turns on do not disturb. And if you have shortcuts, you could have like shortcuts. Like if I, I've been actually thinking about getting some um, hue lights in my bedroom and having it like start dimming the lights, you know? Because why <laughs> you know not? What? I mean, sure. Like if you want to get all the home kit integration yeah. going with the shortcuts, but the you know? important bit at least for me on the sleep feature if you have wind down turn on is that it will tell you if your watch isn't going to make it through the night and you want to throw it on the charger for a little bit like an hour like two hours beforehand it'll let you know it'll say hey your bedtime scheduled for 10 it's like eight o'clock you know you, you already did your sand rings go throw it on the charger before you go to sleep so you can make it through the night oh that's that's nice that's 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 uh that's a that's a clever little handy feature actually uh there are new workout types uh functional strength training dance and also cool down which i guess like is a thing you do after you do ex- like your regular main exercise yeah so um so i guess more to more to explain what each three of those are functional strength is a part of um physical therapy um you, well it's not it's not it, it's not it, it isn't is or fuck let me try this again it's not physical therapy right but it's like a form of strength training that can be done during physical therapy yeah and as well um uh, dancing is obviously dancing but with the cool down one 
it's sort of going to track right because in your book, well, you should be doing this after you lift. Most people probably don't because gang shit YOLO, I know, but you should be doing like some warm down or some cool down exercises right after, which is mostly like stretching or maybe like walking or pacing or doing something of the sort right after you do like an actual sort of um, hit style workout. And it, so it is nice to have like sort of the full to have more. And, and especially, I especially fuck with the one about um with, with the functional strength because I feel like having physical therapy would be something that can be tracked is actually really beneficial, at least if anything, for like giving that data to medical professionals, right? On when you go to your doctor, just so they can sort of see how you are progressing as another metric. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's, I think it's good to see like Apple like flesh out like all these workout types. Like they're really focusing on the fitness aspects. So obviously the dance thing is interesting. I'm curious how it might, like it's apparently pretty, the algorithm is actually significantly complicated. Bro, when I go to the club, when I go back to the, when I fucking go back to the club, fuck 2020, but when I go back to the club, you know, for a fact, I'm throwing that dance workout on. Yo, bro, I'm going to be his in that EDM, right? It's going to be like the, you know, the one meme with the golf kids dancing under the bridge, bro. I'm asking me at the club with an Apple watch on. <laughs> so so it's great great it's good uh there is uh i just gonna mention this this is not i don't know if this is worth talking about a lot uh hand washing detection uh it's a thing apparently it it works mostly uh i expect some- i expect angry white americans to be to be saying that their watch is now is not telling them to wear a mask I very much expect that to come out soon, you know? Mm. Right down mm. here, no one's going to tell me to wash my hands. I'm free! Or some stupid, or some <laughs> bullshit like that, right? Like, <laughs> Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. It has a little countdown, um, and it does the bubbles thing, and, you know, uh, so that's, that's fine. Uh, there is the uh, there's sh- shortcuts now on the on the Apple Watch, right? You can uh, run shortcuts from the Apple Watch, and they some like if the if the shortcut supports it, it will run on the watch itself, right? Like it will actually do the processing on the watch. If it doesn't, it will actually, I guess, send a command to the ios like the, your phone version of the shortcuts and the, your phone will run it and send uh the results or whatever back to the watch right? yeah a good example of this is a voice assistant app that isn't siri right so for example google has a google assistant app and you can't have siri shortcuts around okay google but if there is no apple watch okay uh, google assistant app right so while you could still say you run an okay google sort of shortcut right it'll send it to the phone but if, say, Google was to make a proper Google Assistant watch app, it could do that processing on the watch, right? And that mainly matters for cellular if you're not paired to your phone. Then right, those shortcuts right, might right, not right, work. Right. Then. Yeah, that's it. That's it. If it's if you're if you're not like paired with your phone on a cellular situation, yeah, that's. I mean, that's really cool to have like actually shortcuts be a thing on watches as well. Uh, it's neat. Uh, I really just haven't gone around. I don't really use shortcuts, but you know, like I know a lot of people find a lot of use with them, but. Personally, I'm not like I don't have any specific use cases for shortcuts. Uh, so, well, it will, so, as we'll talk about in iOS 14, there are some new use cases for shortcuts. But, um, but what else do we have with the watch? Uh, com- face sharing, uh, complications. Uh, 
Man, you know, when you said face sharing, 2020's got me so fucked up that it took me a minute to be like, I remember face sharing, but we're talking oh about different God. things. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, there are some new... I'm just going to move right on. There's going to be new watch faces. Uh, there are a couple new ones that I like, like the... Uh, the uh, typograph uh, watch face looks looks kind of neat. The GMT watch face also looks kind of cool, actually. Like to have like different time zones be presented in that way, that's pretty cool. Uh, new stripes, uh, and there is Moji. Oh, also with the uh, new stripes, um, there is a Mastodon post we're going to put in the show notes about a bunch of Pride flag stripes. If you'd like to, send oh that as your yeah, wallpaper. I think I sent you a link yeah, you sent to the me person that. who yeah. made those. Yeah, right? so like, I'll grab made, it. Uh, oh, yeah, so I'll put them in the show notes. Yeah, like they made, uh, they made, so now you can make, like, you can basically have a file that's like, uh, yeah, you're sharing a face. face. Yeah. So you're sharing a face. Uh, so yeah, you know, that's, that's cool. So uh, some creativity, uh, not a lot, but you know, uh, Apple is slowly but surely, I think, moving towards having custom, more customizability with these watch faces, but they're still very locked down. Uh, it's just very limited still. I mean, uh, understandably maybe, but like still pretty limited. Uh, there is the Memoji app on the watch. Uh, I mean, I I know Memoji is like kind of a meme at this point, right? Like, I don't know if anybody. I have a take on why this exists. So, let's say, for example, you're on the Silicon team for the watch, and you need to build something to actually make sure that the GPU is performant enough on the watch. <laughs> So you build oh, a little yeah. emoji app, right? Like real time. It's, this it's is all a being bench, rendered it's a in benchmark. Real time. It's yeah. like a benchmark app, right? Like you test the frame rate on it. Uh, <laughs> like like gamers Nexus test the frame rate on an Apple Watch Pro. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's Steve from Gamers Nexus. Today we're gonna bring in some liquid nitrogen and water cool this watch. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine though? Uh, anyways. Uh, Cycling directions on the watch as well. I think uh, I know some people on on Mastodon are going to be happy about that one uh, for sure. Well, they don't live in uh, the cities. Um, yeah, people in, who, I mean, <laughs> one of them one of them lives in New York City, so I think it will be beneficial for them. But otherwise, yeah, uh, if you don't live in New York City, San Francisco, Bay Area, Shanghai, or Beijing, um, it's not supported yet. Uh, so you know, if you live in one of those cities, it is indeed uh, like you have detailed directions for cyclists. Uh, so that's 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 cool. Uh, so that's the watch OS seven. All well, in all, it's we not... need to talk about Force Touch being removed. I think. Oh, For, right. Because, I forgot about that because right, it's right. no one uses it. <laughs> So I guess to explain what Force Touch is, firstly, though, for people who may not know, it is the feature where you, if you have an Apple Watch, you basically push down hard on your wrist and it'd be like a right click and context menu to pop up. And the nice part about being removed is that the touch screen, the touch layer used to take a half second every time you tapped it to, to it's like a little bit of input delay, right? To guess if you're doing a Force Touch or regular touch. But now everything, at least on a Series 3, has been noticeably snappier because it's no longer checking for force touches. So there's no, there's far less input latency when you're touching the display now. Right. I mean, I haven't noticed anything on the Series 5, but except for like how when you go to the notifications trade, uh, there's a clear all button now instead of holding and then clear all, right? Uh, so, so that's, that's kind of a nice interaction. Actually, I do the clear all thing a lot. So it's nice to have like a button just there to clear all notifications instead of having to hold, like tap, do the force touch thing and then have it like show up the clear all button. So, you know, that's, that's nice. But otherwise it's, it seems fine mostly. Like watch OS 7 seems just like mostly like, uh, 
like small feature updates, uh, like fixing bugs and making the UI a little bit better, et cetera, et cetera, right? Like it's not man. That's what I want out of software. It's 2020. I do not want changes. My brain cannot handle interface changes right now. I am more than happy with this yeah, update. Yeah, I, I'm I'm very happy with uh, WatchOS 7 as it is right now. Um, iOS 14. They f- first things before we get into anything else. They fixed my mail bugs. So I'm 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 good. I don't care about the rest actually. Who cares about widgets when I got my mail app fixed? Can you explain what the bug is? Please explain what the bug is for our Uh, audience. It's the bug where if you get a new email, like you tap on the email, uh, actually, you you I think you you go back and then there is no menu. Uh, Like the UI disappears, right? I think this is one of the UI bugs, right? Like the the UI, like the back button or whatever, the rest of the UI just. Is, is gone and you have to like go back and then come back again for it to like show up. Uh, I don't, that, that's not happening anymore. I don't, I think there were some other mail app bugs that were introduced in iOS 13. I don't know if those, like, I don't, but most of them were fixed in point releases of 13, but like, uh, there were definitely like some UI bugs in mail for sure. Uh, which seem to have smoothed out. Also, as much as I'm talking shit about you being happy your mailbox is fixed, when we talk about Big Sur, I'm also going to gush about how my mailbox is fixed. So I actually can't get <laughs> I mad. mean, I use the mail app like somewhat a lot. So it's like, you know, like kind of important that it, it be not, you know, it do the basic thing of, you know, showing me my mail, uh, which, you know, is uh, critical for its, uh, for its functionality. Uh, so what else is on? So big thing, obviously, is, as I mentioned earlier, uh, widgets are a thing. Uh, add widgets specifically on the home screen, right? Like these are the new, the new iOS 14 widgets. So there are now two kinds of widgets. The iOS 13 kind of widget that were on the, uh, what is, what is that? In the today left view. Drawer? Today, the today view, view. And they are depreciated. So they still they exist depreciated. for They still reasons, work, but, but will go they, away. Yeah. they will indeed go away. So you can still have them, but they will, I imagine in iOS 15, uh, will no longer, probably no longer be around. Uh, so developers are encouraged to obviously to make uh, iOS new, this new style uh, iOS 14 widgets, which obviously you can't, the people can just put them on. You can have small, medium, and large size widgets, right? Like, so uh, if uh, you can have, like, for example, the weather widget is is one that I have on my main home screen. Uh, it's, it's pretty nice. Like, actually, I really like the widget designs for so far that I've seen uh, for the Apple one specifically. Right? My favorite like, thing about uh, widgets, too, is that Google added widgets to their apps, of course, but they are more functional and look better than the Android version of the widgets. Which is amazing. It is amazing to me that while iOS finally gets a feature Android's had for years, Google makes a far better widget for their iOS apps than exists currently for their Android apps. Oh, God. Android uses are a little salty about that one, I think. Uh, but yes, like I really, I really like how more apps like I, the to do list app updated with widgets. Apps are slowly starting to update with uh, like widgets. And not all of them obviously have widgets yet. Uh, like, like I, I really, I just like like all like the Apollo. The Reddit app has has the widget. You know, it's it's nice. Uh, the music app, uh, the iOS music app has one. You know, uh, what what if Discord made a widget? I would love to. <laughs> what what do you even put in a Discord widget? If they're not actually one Gamer thing about memes. iOS fourteen, <laughs> uh, one thing about iOS fourteen widgets is they're not interactable. You tap on them and they launch the app. 
the the larger specific like po- anchor point into the app, right? Like they don't. They're more like live tiles, and they are like they're more Android like live widgets. tiles, exactly. Like Windows Windows live tiles more than they are uh, like Android style widgets, right? Uh, so that's that's the thing that you have to keep in mind when you think when you, when you see developers release this is that yes, they are cool, but like for example, the Todoist widget, like when you tap on it, it will bring up Todoist, right? Not like you can't really do interactivity within the widget. So that's that's the thing you have to keep in mind. Uh, one thing that I mentioned, should mention is uh, you can set browsers as defaults uh, now. Uh, and emails. So I set, email clients. And, and emails, browsers and mail clients. So you can now set different mail clients if you want. Uh, I set Firefox as as my uh, as my default browser. It, it recently updated to you know uh, support that. So you go to I know this is confusing, so I should mention this. You go to settings, and then you go to Firefox, or if you're using Chrome, you go to Chrome's settings. And to be, and be it, clear, it is you don't go to Chrome settings and Chrome's app. You go to no, the iOS the settings iOS app settings. and go to Chrome yes, and the it's, list it's, of settings. It is very confusing. I it is like if you didn't tell me how it worked, I like I would you know, I would have to look it up because like it's not obvious at all. Like actually, no. Uh, when you update Firefox, it has those little pop-up where it's like you can set it as default. It has like a little button that takes you to settings, right? Like it has a little anchor that goes right to settings, which is which is which is smart of the Firefox uh, developer team to put that in there. That's that's nice uh, because otherwise it's it's not not obvious at all. Uh, so you can do that. You can set a Firefox as your as your browser, and it's nice to have you know be able to sync tabs across my desktop and my phone it's it's very handy actually uh so that's cool uh you had some accessibility features that you wanted to talk about like uh headphone accommodations a lot of sound stuff yeah yeah a lot of sound stuff yeah well so what's going on so the first one is headphone accommodations you were saying Um, that's one you want to talk i want to start with and so how this works is so you when it comes to hearing and um this is also something we I try and do when I master the show. So there's a metric we call loudness. And basically, I think I've talked about it before, but it's like how loud something is, is dictated not by decibels, but by a unit of loudness because decibels are not a linear thing, right? Just because a, just because a decibel meter will read out is like 85 decibels does not mean that a truck at 85 decibels and uh, like a, a like a sine wave or like a like a like a wave of like a bass signal right at 85 decibels sounds the same in terms of loudness they do not lower tones sound louder than higher tones and sort of the um, spectrum or waveform and so the reason i bring this up is ios has a couple new audio features that with regards to that and so headphone accommodations what it does and it's actually a really really fucking clever way of doing it it's basically adaptive eq and audio normalization and loudness checking for all system output right but the way they do it is they say we're going to play Two tones. If you hear no difference, pick the first one. And what they're doing is they're bumping up certain frequencies, right, on the second one. And if you don't hear it, you can just pick the first one because you don't need it, right? Like, but if the second one sounds clearer to you, right, you pick that one and it will then go ahead and keep the entire system output to bump up those frequencies that you're having a hard time hearing in the untouched first one. That is actually that's now that you described how it works, that's really cool, actually. Uh that's, that's so this is in settings, accessibility. Uh, audio visual, right? Uh, under hearing, and there's uh, under audio, then there's headphone accommodation. Yeah, and the way, so you can obviously tune it yourself if you want to, but the um, automatic way is, is when you pick the, it's, I'm pulling it up on my phone right now. Um, I go audio visual, audio visual. It is, it is the um, custom audio setup option. That's the one. 
Right. Yeah. And you could also, I mean, if you don't want to do a custom, you can also, you also, it's like you can, there's three presets, right? There is a, a balance tone, vocal range, and a brightness. Um, and what the, what they what the three do is middle bumps up the mids from what I've been able to hear, and so the middle bumps up the mids. The vocal ones bumps up like not the bass per se, but like where the the spectrum of sort of or waveform rather. It's like usually like ninety seventy kilohertz, two hundred ish, right? That vocals tend to live in, and highs obviously bump in the highs. Just because too, there are some form of hearing loss, right? Where like some free you might not be able to hear low ends as well or high ends yeah. as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. As, and as people age, people actually lose, I guess, the uh, higher fringe, higher frequencies. Uh, so, you know, yeah, uh, definitely a thing that is. And also, you can actually selectively apply it only for the phone, but not media. Yep. Right? Yep. Because, like, so, for example, if you turn this on, right, like, how does it sound? I think it's the, the question to answer. It normalizes volume, firstly. So this means that if you have... I. I love you, Digital Foundry, but the mixing on your videos sometimes are not great, right? Like sometimes the BGM's a little too loud compared to the vocals. It will go ahead and normalize it so that the vocals sound way higher in the mix of the of the audio than than the song does. Or like for example, I was listening to No Pressure, right, with um with this feature on, and it basically just made Logic's vocals sound far higher. Than they pro than they were actually mixed. Ah, interesting. Yeah. And if you listen yeah, to a podcast that's, that's, with them too, I would like to put a pat my own shoulder. But it makes more shows sound a lot like how ours is mixed because I'm aware that like I I cut a lot of like the lower stuff. You don't hear the bass in our voice, even though like the microphone picks it up just because of the EQ I use. And so it basically like provides more clarity to it. And it also, like I said, raises the volume on it, but it, it does it in a way that it, it never clips or never distorts. It just raises the low ends of the, uh, the lower sounds to be at a higher ceiling or higher threshold rather. Yeah. That's a, that's, I mean, I think this is a very clever and, and good feature. Uh, I'm glad that Apple keeps, I, I think uh, one of the things I always give Apple credit for with their uh, mobile OS is uh, accessibility features. And I think they are continuing to uh, continue to, I think the industry should like look at what they are doing and that this should be what people like should aspire to. Like, this should be what Android aspires to, right? Like this is like the amount of accessibility options in iOS is actually truly incredible like it is I, I don't think it gets i don't think it's something we talk about a lot but it is every every year apple adds uh like accessibility improvements right like last i think last year it was voiceover right i think it was uh no it was with the airpods remember you use your airpods not as like a not as a hearing aid but as a, a magnifier for audio right oh yeah, so like they're doing these things where they are making these accessibility changes and using the technology that they put in these devices to make, uh, to make people's lives easier, uh, like for for accessibility reasons, right? Like it, they are re- like this is not like a like a throwaway feature or anything. Like this is something that they, I think, truly like. There is definitely a team at Apple that's like really like they get leeway on this like they get the budget they get the time to develop these features for sure because this is very well thought out right like this is not something that they just made like it's not just a side side feature no like real shit like listen to the song later you you go through it like after the podcast just take like five minutes and go through setting up headphones accommodations the song they use to test is a fucking bop bro it's a (laughs) fucking bop the song somebody somebody somebody, like some team at apple definitely put in the effort into this and I respect it. Like I respect that. Like, so if you're on a team, if you're on the Apple accessibility team, 
And you did like the uh, the new voice, uh, the, the, the new uh, headphone accommodations. Like kudos, like that's that's some good shit. Speaking about audio too, there's another one. And so I have been saying on Mastodon for a while that you should never hear clipping or like not clipping per se, but peaked audio, right? Like Windows in theory, uh, an episode of Jimquisition did it a while back where he didn't put a limiter on it. I don't know why, Jim, but he didn't put a limiter on it. Um, and it basically it peaked, right? So like, obviously, if you're listening to regular volume, it's going to hurt your ears. And like, okay, so some of it might be the responsibility of the audio producer. I get that. But I also don't want to put all of the work on them because I know a lot of people just don't know how to master audio. But at the... No, and it's also like... Because this is a device where you hear all like audio from all different kinds of sources. So you don't have control over the audio sources, right? Especially if you're on a phone call, right? Like, especially on a phone call. Like, what if you're on a phone call with like a, like on your cellular phone with, with a call center or whatever? And like, it's hard to hear them because it sounds a little like muddy or whatever, right? You know, like that kind of thing. Like you don't have control over, right? Like, there's no audio mastering there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But so, like, the feature I'm referencing though is that there's now a system limiter in in the sound settings on iOS. Basically, the way they do it, they call it reduce loud noises, and you basically get to pick a decibel threshold that you do not want the phone to ever go above. And the nice thing is, they give you actual tangible objects of what it sounds like. Like, for example, I have mine set to, let me see here what I have it set to. So I have reduced loud sounds on. I have it set to 85 decibels, which is, they say is as loud as heavy city traffic. So if you've ever been, when you, if you've ever been in like downtown, like, I don't know, Toronto, Boston, New York, that's what 85 decibels is usually like. And you say you don't want your phone to ever be louder than that. Well, you can set that to it. And I like the features of how even Mac OS doesn't offer a system limiter right now because like no one, we have, we have fast enough processors, even on shitty computers, that you can do this real time of making sure that it doesn't clip without bringing enough input latency and in, right to whatever you're doing, and it would and it protects so many people's ears. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, this has become like, it's, uh, yeah, it's one of those things that I don't know if people think about a lot, but if you do have hearing loss, and you probably are aware of this more than other people, or tinnitus, that, yeah. which usually happens tinnitus, when you get exposed oh, yeah, to loud sounds. Yes, ooh, yeah, yeah, tinnitus is a big one. Um, if you if you have tinnitus, you will really, I think, appreciate uh, these kind of features for sure. Uh, so I'm appreciative of all these accessibility. There's a you said that there's a back tap. Is that I think is that an accessibility feature or is that just Yeah, it's accessibility, yeah. So back tap's basically where you double like you with your finger, right? Tap the back of the phone twice, and whatever action you have set, it will do. Open the camera, open an app, just tap the back of the phone twice and it'll do it, which I think is useful. Oh that's that's very that's very nice. Like I'm sure that's actually yeah, that's 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 actually cool. That's uh this this is pretty neat. Uh what is there what else is there to talk about? There are some new permissions that are uh going to show up when you launch some apps now like uh the local network lo- one i think is something you're network excited access. about it's okay so i mean it it's it's i think this is a, this is a good thing that apple is uh, basically tightening this uh the security around local network access which in this case uh, local network access means that uh an app is trying to access resources on 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 your on the wi-fi network that it's connected to so on the, on the local area network so in most cases, this is things like uh, the Chromecast functionality in applications will require local network access because it uses uh, it uses multi uh, like MDNS to uh, check which Chromecasts are on the network, right? Like it it does MDNS, which requires the 
local network access permission, right? Do you, or like a Plex server too, right? Or a Plex server or anything that uses MDNS will, will require this permission. MDNS requires to access the local networks. Uh, and any, I think any device that probably connects to like file shares on uh, any app that connects to like file shares maybe will also require local network access. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, maybe, it, maybe if it needs to do discovery, like if you need to do auto discovery or whatever, like uh, on Apple shared volumes or whatever or on the network, uh, you will have to, like ask for that permission, but otherwise you don't like most apps. Like there are a few apps that will require this. Usually like media apps, right? Like YouTube asks for this, right? Because YouTube has obviously the Chromecast SDK uh, and Chromecast support. Any other app that has, uh, yeah, app that has that sort of like, do apps that use AirPlay require this permission? No, right? Like you get that automatically because it's AirPlay. Right? So like, the thing is, AirPlay is a system feature, right? So it's intermediary, right? Whereas if it's actually local network for Chromecast, it's not a built system built in API that they can't control. No, right? it's not. It's 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 like they're sending MDNS packets. Like so, it's like they need that uh, permission. Like yeah, because if you have AirPlay support, you just send audio to AirPlay, and AirPlay does the routing. Right? You don't do any routing if you're using AirPlay. It's all handled by the system. Oh, so it's all handled by the OS. So the security is not really like a concern because it's mediated by the OS. Okay, so that's okay. That that clears things up. I actually, I think I watched. Uh, uh, a WWTC talk on this. I don't remember the most of the details, but uh, like, for example, if you go to an app like uh, like YouTube, there's a new permission there called local network, right? Like it's it's in settings. Uh, so, and when you launch YouTube after you update to iOS 14, you will get uh, a permission prompt. Uh, and if you don't use Chromecast, you can safely dis- you can safely not give it permission, and I think the YouTube app will just work just fine. It works fine without it, yeah. Also, this is why for some apps too, as a little bit of an aside, sometimes like HBO or VRV or Crunchy will ask for Bluetooth permission. The reason that it wants to access Bluetooth is that it'll scan devices around. Piece some Chromecast, right? If you have guest mode on them, we'll use Bluetooth instead of Wi-Fi. Yes. Oh, yes. It uses Bluetooth. Yes. Yes. That's that's true. That's also another thing. There's also another new permission. It's a new photo API, right? New access to photo APIs, right? Like, uh, or like specifically, you can give an app permission to access a specific photo or like a specific amount of specific photos or all photos, right? And the reason this is there, this is the so before you explain why it's or how it works, just because it's there is because there is a new way, a new photo accessing API in iOS 14 that only gives the app access to the photo the user picks. But, but if an app hasn't been updated to support that yet, they get this permission prompt instead. Right. So, uh, OneDrive actually gave me this permission prompt because one OneDrive. Uh, the OneDrive app has a functionality called camera auto upload, right? Like where it, like it updates your photo library automatically to OneDrive, right? Which I use, uh, as like a, as like a, because it's, it's easier to share photos using OneDrive for me than using iCloud because iCloud is problematic on Windows. Uh, so I just use OneDrive's, uh, photo upload feature and it asks for me to allow photos access, right? Uh, and I just set it to access all photos because the, I mean, obviously you want to access all photos if you want to upload your entire library to OneDrive, right? Like, so just, just be careful of that. 
uh, if you're using something like that in OneDrive or in Google Drive or whatever, right? Just make sure you do select all photos if you are using the auto upload feature, because otherwise it obviously won't work. Uh, it, it'll not upload new photos <laughs> because it's not in the list. So, so that's, that's the new photo API. Uh, clipboard notifications. This is also a new API, right? Like, is this is like a, well, it's not a new API. It's basically any time that an app pastes something from another app or reads your clipboard, you will see a little notification at the top of the screen. Thing that you're at, this was um, X app red clipboard from Y app. Oh, okay. So I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that in any app yet. So I don't know what it looks like. So, but, well, uh, I, it happens for me, right? Where I get one. So I use one password, autofill a password, right? And then I get the one time code. And when I paste the one time code, because one password will put in my clipboard for me, it's going to say oh, Safari uh, paste can, it for one can, password. Uh, I can do that as well. I can, I can launch Bitwarden and like I can copy a password and paste it. I guess that no, you have to use, well, yeah, if you have to, it's, yeah, if you copy it and paste it, yeah, I should go ahead and give, give that notification. Oh, okay. Okay. So cool. That's, that's good to know. This is mostly for apps. So you know that there are, things that can read the clipboard uh which is uh which is turns out remember how tiktok was reading the clipboard uh for no apparent reason well listen listen tiktok larry ellison's got you okay if you're if tiktok's reading your clipboard it's handled in the us of a oh <laughs> i'm sorry let's just, just, just move on i there is the new uh translate app which is uh i think it's it's it's, it's pretty cool, actually. It's meant for conversations, not for... Yeah, you can't translate websites or anything. To translate large amounts of text, yeah. Uh, it's meant really for... It's really meant to... Basically, you turn the feature on and you have a conversation with somebody and you uh, have it translate, right? Like, that's that's what that's for, which is I think is fine. That's, that's a, like, for 1.0 of this app, like, I think that's, that's like, a, that's not, it works pretty reasonably well. And you can also make it so that it uh, it operates... Uh, locally only that it doesn't send any any tra- any tech any like uh input to to apple servers right so it just does it like with the local data local translation library uh which uh, as apple says will be uh, slightly less in, uh, accurate than the one that they send it to their servers right uh so that's that's cool so if you're in like if you're in, if you're traveling and you don't have internet access you know um uh, sounds like a pretty pretty cool feature to have actually um uh, so that's that's I think that's iOS 14. I don't think there's much else to talk about. It's it's still like mostly other than the widget stuff, it's mostly like like sort of like bug fixing and like site improvements and accessibility improvements and stuff like that. Right? It's not yeah, like the smaller stuff. stuff, right? Like there's iMessage, the new iMessage stuff, there's a bunch oh, of Oh, iMessage stuff. stuff. I, I I just forgot because I don't use iMessage that much, but yes, there is uh there is like you can pin messages, oh, sorry, pin threads, right? You can like have different filters now, uh, so so you can like. But it's like with Android 11, though, right? It's basically just like a bunch of smaller, nice updates, basically nothing huge, which is fine, except for notifications. Please, Apple, please, my children are dying because I'm not getting <laughs> notified properly. <laughs> Please do something about like I told I said earlier, my brain can't handle UI redesigns. My brain can absolutely handle a new notification system. Like, yeah, please. yeah, please just just make it better, Apple. Just just please. I am begging you. It's just the stark difference is real. Android users still laughing at us for a notification system. Uh, that's the that's the only thing to laugh at us about. The rest is uh not good. Um, <laughs> another dick at Android. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just feeling it, I guess. Uh, let's wrap this Someone up. Someone salty about the 2K graphics card. You're taking on the Android users. God damn. We get it, all right? You, you got, you got, the, the NVIDIA ripped you off. We get it. 
recycle that. No? Are, are you one of the people who's postingly angrily on on Reddit? Postingly, yes. Postingly is a new word. Are you one of the people who's posting angry about how they couldn't pre-order an RTX 3080? Absolutely not, because I will not pre-order a hardware product like that. Uh, that's that's specifically a GPU uh, that I don't need specifically right now. Uh, if I want to upgrade, I can do that for a, like in a few months if I really wanted to do it uh, when stock is you know more widely available. Uh, so that's let's wrap this up as always. Uh, show notes on Two Shades of Brown. Dot com. Uh, you can contact us, contact at two shades of brown dot com. Send us like your feedback about, uh, I don't know what, what kind of watches you like. You do, do you wear watches? Uh, I don't know. Are you still that's, holding that's, on to a pebble? That is the important question. I still holding yeah. on to a pebble. Do you, are you a pebble user? Do you, do you have one of those nice fancy watches, like a stainless, like an actual real watch, like, you know, like a Swiss one? Um, you know, uh, we're going to become ATP and start talking about expensive watches like Marco does. Uh, no, actually, no, I don't have enough money for expensive watches. Uh, just sell your GPU. <laughs> just sell my GPU and buy a watch. Uh, at Packet Cat at 10forward.social is where you find me on Mastodon. Uh, and SonicSafe.com is my website. All the all my other links are there now, so you can just click on stuff. Uh, and Chosa, where do, where do people find you on the internet? Mm-hmm. Linux users be like, you can block Chosa on Mastodon at Chitter at, or sorry, at Chosa at Chitter.xyz. I fucked up the joke. Ah. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so you can find me there online. You can also find me um, at Chosafine.website. And yeah, I think that's and all. With, before, before we leave, shout out to our good, not good friend, but a <laughs> uh, friend and uh, colleague. A <laughs> fr- co- friend and colleague. No, but actually a, a, a good iOS developer, David, David underscore Smith. It's underscore <laughs> David it's, Smith. It's, it's underscore David Smith. His middle name is not underscore, uh, which would be actually really cool to have uh, a middle name be underscore, actually. So we should explain uh, who this person is because we've mentioned him so many times on okay, the show. Okay, so, so David Smith. Uh, his website is, uh, what is it? Uh, I forgot what his website is. DavidSmith.com. Is that what that is? Um, so, uh, he's, he's a developer, david-smith.org. Uh, he's a developer of apps like C++, uh, Pedometer++, uh, uh, Cl- was it Clocksmith or is it Watchsmith, right? Watchsmith, Watchsmith, which is the best name ever considering his last name. Yeah, it's very good. And also, and more recently, the, his latest app called Widget Smith, uh, which recently, uh, congratulations to David, it went viral on TikTok. Uh, so, you know, uh, congratulations to his uh, success on that. Uh, I hope he, he, hope he finds more subscribers uh, and stuff and, you know, gets more. more. Oh, I thought, Jesus, I forgot. Yes, you subscribed to apps. I thought you were talking, I thought yeah. you had a YouTube channel for a second. <laughs> no, I was no, like, I don't, David Smith is not a YouTuber. He's he's just, uh, just he's literally the only about. person who makes watch apps, which is why we always speak about him in high regard. Uh, high regard because he's he's what he's he's a real one like, apple gotta give him an apple design award at some point bro like real talk um so widget smith if you are interested in doing custom widgets uh if you if you're interested in customizing widgets uh go check out widget smith it's on that's on the ios app store uh and have fun uh, there's a there's a we should probably put the tiktok link in there. yeah no we'll, we'll put all the links in the show notes uh, 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 unfortunately been... unfortunately like americans cannot access it oh no no no, no larry ellison <laughs> saved us don't worry oracle saved us um tiktok now powered by java but uh, all right 
just 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 uh, go look up Widget Smith if you want to uh, do custom widgets. It's it's really fucking cool. Uh, David Smith uh, is is the as a nice developer. Uh, if if, you, if you'd like his stuff, go also check out Under the Radar, a podcast recommendation from us. It's thirty minutes of Marco and David talking about developer stuff. I think it's it's a good podcast if you're interested in iOS development as a thing. Uh, go check that out. Uh, and goodbye. Bye. <laughs>